0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about the small number of events from July 6th, 2020. And let's get started with the British royal family. like I mentioned in the intro today is a very light day. So I'm going to go into a little bit more detail than I normally do, um, on a couple of things. Some I won't because we talk about them every week. Um, but with that, um, the British Royal family today was focused on the Duchess of Cornwall. So she was like leading the social media day. Um, so she had several things happening. Um, and first it was announced that she would be guest editing an episode of the Emma Barnett show on BBC five live. Um, and so this is a radio show. So the BBC is like, the all-encompassing British broadcasting company, they do everything. They do the sports, they do the news, they do, um, radio, like everything kind of, not everything, but for the most part, things fall under the BBC. Um, so BBC Five Live, um, and the Emma Barnett show is like an hour of, um, radio where they discuss all kinds of things. Um, so Camilla guest edited it, which means she had a lot of, um, say in the editorial choices, obviously. Um, she had a lot of say in the content of the episode that will air tomorrow morning. Um, And so, and then she was also interviewed, um, and we'll be sharing about her life in quote lockdown, um, especially the time spent in Scotland, as well as, um, reasons why she supports the charities she does. Um, and so with that, this was, this is kind of out of order, but it makes sense when I'm sharing it in the story world, in the podcast world. Um, so with this, she also, um... They released a quote from the interview that will air tomorrow, um, later this evening that said, um, it was about her explaining her relationship with her dogs, um, whose names are Beth and Bluebell. And I think they're beagles from the pictures I've seen. Um, beagles are Jack Russell Terriers. I can't quite tell. They look similar enough to me. Um, and so the quote that, she, that they released is that, is, quote, the nice thing about dogs is you can set them down. You could have a nice long conversation. You could be cross, which is the British word for angry. You could be sad. And they just sit looking at you wagging their tail, which is so true. Um, so I am sure I'm a hundred percent sure you guys have heard my dog in this podcast um, because she gets very jealous when I record this um, but she always like does it because she wants attention um, She makes her obnoxious annoying noises because she wants some love and attention. Um, which I am happy to give to her after I record the podcast. I promise I do. Um, but it it is just true that, you know, they just love their people. Um, and then they also shared a picture of Camilla walking with Beth, one of the dogs, um, on like a hike through who knows where. Um, but it looks, it just looks really fun and super in nature and just amazing. Um, So I'm really excited to see what snippets we get out of that interview tomorrow, like I said. Um, And then also today, um, Camilla had a visit to the Swindon Fire Station, where she met with first responders and other frontline workers um, to obviously thank them for their work during COVID. um, You know, that (laughs) is really, I think what we're going to be seeing a lot of, um, as the British Royals start having more and more engagements is visits to ambulance centers and fire stations and hospitals to thank people for their work and their sacrifices of time, sanity, Um, sometimes sacrificing their own health um, to make sure that the population is overall safe. Um, And so I expect to see more of these, um, but it was just a nice little visit um, where she thanked obviously the um, fire staff, um, ambulance staff. There but also um, NHS staff also um, will sit at the firehouse as well to do Um, health-related calls, um, just as part of the, like, whole government service. Um, And so that is what was going on today in the British royal family. Like I said, a very Camilla heavy day, which is rare, so I enjoyed it. Um, And so with that, we are going to move on to Belgium. Monday. Every Monday this happens, and I talk about it every Monday. So today it was a normal Monday in Belgium. King Philippe had his weekly audience with the Belgian Prime Minister, Sophie Wilms. Every week I will talk about this. Every week I know nothing about it, except for that it happens. Um, And so (laughs) I I don't know if I should skip them. Maybe I should have made it a combination, like a small thing. Um, But every week. Um, so like I, like I said, um, you know, this is one of those things I can't go into detail on because there is no detail to go, um, to go in on. There, there's nothing released about these meetings. Um, you know, I presume the conversations have to do with all kinds of things. Um, so it was a weekly meeting with the prime minister. I don't, I don't know what to do with this going forward. Um, We'll see. Um, But it definitely added a little bit of time to our podcast because now we are going to skip all the way down to Spain. So we are skipping uh, Denmark, the Netherlands, and Norway um, and going to Spain where we had a couple of different events. This morning in Spain, King Felipe started out his day by presiding over the commemorative um, ceremony of the 40th anniversary of the Constitutional Court of Spain. So, the consti- <laughs> the Constitutional Court is similar to again, you know, pardon my Americanness. Um, I'm going to make another an- American analogy as I've been doing a lot with Spain. Um, as they visit different places. Um, So the constitutional court is similar to that of the Supreme Court um, in the U.S. where cases will go if they need to be, you know, decided by the Constitution. Um, So Spain, I have talked about this before, but just a brief refresher. Spain's democracy is all of... 47 years old now. Their constitution is only 42 years old. Um, they have not been a democracy for very long. Um, so there was a civil war in the 30s right around World War II. Um, World War II kicked off and Spain was led by a dictator, but somehow did not really get clumped in with the Germany, Italy, Japan trifecta of terror. Um, Spain was just kind of on its own. It had Nazi sympathies, but just really somehow stayed out of the Second World War. Um, And then, so from 30... to, I'm getting my dates all scrambled in my head, um, I think it's 39 to 72, 72 or 75, uh, Spain was under a dictatorship, and then the dictator left the throne to, or decided he would be, um, followed up by a king who would have absolute power. Um, and that king was going to be Juan Carlos, um, who was from the deposed Royal family. Okay. So that brings us to Juan Carlos who introduced democracy to Spain. He said, Nope, we're going to be a democracy. We're going to have elected leaders. I am not going to take a political role. Way to go. Probably the only good thing that man has ever done honestly um and so spain became a democracy and they wrote a constitution and then created two years later a constitutional court or a supreme court um, where things that need to be decided by the constitution of spain would be decided um and so that is what the event was today um, so Felipe presided over a brief ceremony and gave a speech um, obviously focus on, focusing on the importance of the role of the constitutional court. Um, and then Felipe, Queen Letizia, the Princess of Astorias and Infanta Sofia um, were present at a funeral mass for the victims of COVID-19. So this was not a government-sponsored funeral mass. Now, some are. Um, this one is not. The government-sponsored, um, ceremony, and I don't think it's going to be a mass, uh, like a Catholic mass, is in 10 days on July 16th. Um, so this one was sponsored by the Catholic Church of Spain. Um, they decided they wanted to hold a mass, um, And so it was attended by the royal family and some high representatives of the Spanish government, but not the president of the government. Um, And so this is the first time that Leonor and Sofia have been at any kind of um, public mourning event um, ever. Um, They are pretty young, though, like... 14 and 13. Um, and so they, the family arrived, they sat through the mass. Um, everybody was socially distant. Um, Spain's regulations for COVID require masks indoors. Um, even if social distancing guidelines can be observed, um, they still. um, facial coverings inside. And so everybody had on face masks, were sitting, um, not quite the two meters apart because they had face masks, but they were sitting, um, well distance. I have seen this cathedral before completely packed and that was not the case, um, for this ceremony for obvious reasons. Um, it was a, a, you guys, I mean it's sad. Um I have not looked at Spain's death numbers for a while. Um the the I, the official number a, a month ago was twenty twenty seven thousand thirty seven thousand. 27,000, 37,000. Hold on. I'm going to look. Because I need to know this. I don't know why I want to know this, but I've decided I need to know this in my life. Um so Spain currently has so it's about 30,000 total deaths in Spain contributed completely to coronavirus. Um, That number could be a little higher or a little lower depending on how accurate their data is. Um, And there is some questioning about the accuracy of people's data. Um, And so these This event, the event on the 16th, they're sad because this is the most casualty of Spanish lives, of really any country's lives, um, but, you know, we're talking about Spain, so of Spanish lives, of all of their most recent tragedies combined, um, and they've had their fair share of terror attacks, um... I mean, they have had, they've had a lot of tragedy, um, and this is, of course, the highest number of deaths that they have ever seen and probably will ever see again, um, because population-wise, they're not that large, um, and so these, these ceremonies, this mass was, was sad, um, during one of the prayers, the, the, I don't know all the titles because I'm not Catholic, um, but one of the priests um, prayed for the royal family um, because they are, of course, you know, um, in the government, but, like, in this specific section, it was for the royal family with their um, response, like, specifically regarding how they've been responding. Um, you know, they... Are doing this tour to promote tourism, and they have been meeting with agencies that are supporting people through this crisis, Um, and they've taken obviously a lot of weight on their shoulders because this is hard for anybody who's in a position of power. Um, And so that was one of the prayers. I mean, it was just like a beautiful ceremony. Um, It's obviously all in Spanish, so if you don't speak Spanish you will not understand it, but it is online. Um, if you do, I have not found any with subtitles and my Spanish is not quite good enough to subtitle. Plus that takes a lot of time, um, that I don't really have, um, shorter speeches. I do want to start subtitling in the near future. Um, but long masses like this, there's, there's just no way I can't, I don't have, I don't have the time for that. Um, but it is, like I said, it was just a beautiful ceremony and it was really great that um the whole royal family attended. I um as a non-Spaniard appreciate that, probably because I'm royally obsessed. Um but still, like it's it's nice to see that the whole family, including their two daughters, are supporting um the people in the country who have lost a loved one for um, due to coronavirus. Um, and so with that horrible ending, um that is the end of the episode today. Um hopefully tomorrow is a little bit more um event-filled. I know uh Felipe and Letizia are doing another stop on their autonomous community tour. Um, so we'll have that tomorrow. And I don't know what else, but hopefully some other things that we can talk about. Um, And then, um, yeah, that that is it for this episode. So I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.